Welcome to the Project Lighthouse podcast. This podcast contains series of teachings and messages from sessions of our Bible study vigils and word and prayer retreats. We hope you enjoy today's teaching. Second Timothy 2 Timothy 2.15. Not beginning, beginning, because we are going through another concept today, so I won't be able to be thorough, but there's a recording, so I would, I would direct you to listen to it. Even though I've not, with that just by the way, shall. That's a recording. So, Second Timothy two fifteen, we have been dwelling on this scripture, very important scripture. Very important scripture. It's a study. New Kingdom says, "Be diligent to show yourself approved." A workman that needs not to be ashamed, rightly, rightly dividing the word of truth. So if you may not be around, say so your translation is what? King James? NIV. Alright. I like NIV also. It's good. Study. Be and said the Greek word there is spodazo, S P O U D A Z O, spodazo. It means to be diligent or to give diligence or to be earnest. Some, some translations will say be quick. Second Timothy 2 15. To study to show yourself approved. And we said not approved unto God, though. It's approved of God. Study to show yourself approved of God. Be diligent to show yourself approved of God. Be diligent to show yourself a man of God. Be diligent to show yourself a minister of the gospel. To who? To the world. To men. A workman. Very important. Why? Because the minister of the gospel, the man of God, the believer, the saint is a workman, a laborer. He's not, he's not on holiday. That's why the Bible calls us servants. We serve. A servant labors. A servant is a workman. So be diligent. As a minister of the gospel to show herself approved, a servant, a workman, a laborer that needs not to be ashamed. And we said the shame is not before God. We said the same word Paul uses in or a variant Paul uses in Romans one eight. I'm not ashamed of the gospel. This a variant, the same word also uses in. Second Timothy one nine. After it says, "For God not giving the spirit of fear or love," Pastor says, "Be not therefore be ashamed of the testimony of our Lord." Is that shame before God? No, it's before men. So study, be diligent to show yourself approved of God before men, so that you won't be ashamed before them. A workman that is not rightly dividing. So, so I'm saying, 
correctly handling the word of truth. That means there's a wrong way to handle the Bible. There's a wrong way to handle the word of truth. Let me say this, that the reason why some of us, myself included, at one point, we have this, there's this, there's this, Mystique that has been put on the Bible. That when you hear Bible, you say, ah, the word of God. The word of God. And because of that, when you want to read the Bible, there's this kind of, in quotes, I'm not saying it's bad, but this reverence, ah, hmm, spirits, spirits. I'm not saying it's bad. But because of that, we are not able to rightly handle, rightly read the word of truth. Why? Because the Bible, first of all, is not a spiritual book. You know, the reason why we feel the Bible is mysterious because this Bible is a spiritual book. No, the Bible is not a spiritual book. The Bible is not the word of God. Are you with me, me? The Bible is not a spiritual book. The Bible is not the word of God. The Bible is a book, first of all, that has spiritual information. There's a difference. The Bible is not a spiritual book. The Bible is a book that has spiritual information written on it. So because it's a book, first of all, we read it how we read books. The only difference between the Bible and other books is that the Bible has spiritual information. The Bible, as I said again, is not the Word of God. No. The Bible is the revelation of the Word of God. The Bible is Christocentric. The Bible reveals a person, and that person is Christ. John 5, 39 says, You said the Scriptures, for in them you think you have eternal life. But they are they that testify of me. And you're not coming to me that I might have life. The Bible has a particular subject matter. And that person is Christ. Or that subject matter is Christ. He's the topic of the Bible. That is why an atheist can hold the Bible and read whatever he wants to read. And we can boldly tell him that, guy, what is in your hand is not the Bible. Though it's the Bible. In quotes. Why? Because any reading that is read that will not reveal the person of Christ cannot be called the Bible. Why? Because the Bible is the revelation of the Word of God. If the Word of God is not revealed, can we call it the Bible? If we read the, the Bible in quote now, and in it you are seeing support for homophobia, not homophobia, for what do you call it now? Homosexuality. Can you say that that's your Bible? No, now. If you read the Bible, you're reading your Bible and you're seeing support for racism. Can you say you're reading your Bible? No, now. Because once you reveal the Word of God, you definitely cannot see homosexuality from there. You definitely cannot see racism from there, segregation, no.
And you know, in, in the church world, we have this Logos, the Rema. Rema. Everybody's looking for Rema. I remember in school. Some guy also want me to get yeah, any, any Rema for me. Any Rema. We'll be talking. But next thing you hear, mm, mm, Rems, Rems. Ah. And some people in their ignorance, in quotes, they're like, uh, uh, the, the letter killet is the rema that giveth life. From where? From where? Rema is not a spiritual word. Rema is a Greek word. It's a word. Let's it, say, hallelujah, it's a heavenly language. No, it's Hebrew. It's not heavenly. It's, it's man's language. <laughs> you understand? Rema also is Greek. It does not mean from the spirits. Logos. Let me explain to you. Logos is the reason. When the Bible says, in the beginning of the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. That word there is the Greek word logos. Logos is the reason behind something, the thought behind something. That means of logos. Now, Rema. Or Logos, or can say Logos is the subject matter of a thing. The reason, the thought behind a thing, the subject matter. You can call that the Logos. Also a Greek word. Now, Rema is the explanation of the Logos. Orema is, yeah, or the revelation of the Logos, in quotes. So, if I say, peace, go home, write a, the composition now, secondary school, composition, how you spent your last holiday. In the Greek, how I spent my last holiday is the Logos. Then when peace begins to write, paragraph one, my last holiday, I went to the village, I played football, I played ten-ten, I played paragraph two, paragraph three, paragraph four. That is what they call the Rema. Because when you now read paragraph one, two, three, four, five, in conclusion, this is how I spent my last holiday. What is it revealing? How you spent your last holiday. Do you understand the, you understand the example? As Christians, we have one Logos. Jesus Christ. The Rema. In quotes... It's not spirit, spirit speaking to you that is Rema. No. First of all, the epistles are the Rema, in quotes. First of all, the epistles are the Rema. Second of all, what I'm doing now, huh? if a Greek person was here, they'll be like, an oge shared 
the rema of God. That's how they write it down. And Oge shared the rema of God. Why? Because I'm talking about who? Jesus Christ. See, when we, when we go out to evangelize, what we do, if someone wants to write it down in Greek, is rema. Why? Because we are revealing the logos to people in different sentences. You get all those sentences, all those phrases are what they call rema. The logos is the, re- the reason, the subject matter, the thought behind what I'm saying. And what is the thought behind is Jesus Christ. I mean, one logos. So rema is not a spiritual word. Rema is not spirit revealed. No, rema is a Greek word. Like hallelujah, also Hebrew. Nothing mysterious about it. So don't wait for you to be like, hmm, Rema, Rema, Rema. I'm seeing people shouting each other, Ooh! I received one mad Rema today. And when you hear the Rema, you know that it's truly Rema, because it's nonsense. Nothing is as we find out, or we found out that most people don't know how to. We talked about it last week. Most people don't know how to read the Old Testament. There is a way to read the Old Testament. You don't read it like Ah, Psalm one, Psalm twenty-one. B b b b b. Oh, this is for me, Lord. No, you don't read it carelessly like that. You read it from the lenses of Christ. Why? Because Christ is the subject matter. Christ is the is the is the train of thoughts or the prophecies or the subject of the prophecies of the prophet. In quote. So when you're reading the Old Testament, you read the Old Testament in the light of the New Testament. Amen. Amen. Are you with me? You read the Old Testament in the light of the New Testament. You read the Old in the New. You just read the Old, like you separate it that this is old, this, this is new. No. It's a progressive revelation that ends in the epistles. And we use First um, Samuel 2. We saw it. The Lord killed it. The Lord make it alive. Let's go there. Let's go there. Some people are not there. Let's, let's, let's see it. First Samuel 2. First Samuel 2. Because the Old Testament explains, or the New Testament explains the Old Testament. The New Testament gives context to the Old Testament. Now, make no mistake, the Old Testament, First Samuel 2, the Old Testament started from did not start from Genesis 2. Start from Exodus. From Genesis, there was no, test, there was no covenant. The only covenant started from Exodus. Out, out Mount, I don't know, this and I. Yeah. When the law was given. That is when the Old Testament started. 
And when did the Old Testament end? Huh? Matthew? Please. When did the Old Testament end? John? Lady? When did the Old Testament end? No idea. When Jesus died? When, huh? When Jesus died? Zero for Rebecca. Zero for peace. Lade, you didn't answer the question. <laughs> Repeat the class. <laughs> Soto. <laughs> Half. Half. Now, the New Testament did not start or does not start from Matthew. Why? Why? Exactly. The old covenant ended at the death of Jesus Christ. The new started from at his resurrection. So, really, if I look at it normally, the New Testament will start from maybe Matthew 24, John 20, Luke, Mark 16, Luke 24. The last chapters, that is where the New Testament started from. What was happening there from Matthew 1 to 20, 20 it was just the Old Testament. You get that? So the New Testament said from the end of the Gospels into Acts, then the Epistles. Genesis, there was no covenant. So Exodus to Malachi is the Old Covenant. No, Exodus, sorry. Exodus to Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. Remember the Bible says that he was born of a woman, born under the law. So the law was in effect when Jesus Christ was doing what he was doing. Amen? Did you get that? So let's go to 1 Samuel 2. Let's, let's read it as men who have been, who have shown themselves approved. 1 Samuel 2 verse 9. Verse 6, sorry. It says, The Lord killeth and maketh alive. He bringeth down to the grave and bringeth up. The Lord maketh poor and maketh rich. He bringeth low and lifted up. He raised up the poor out of the dust and lifted up the beggar from the dunghill to set them among princes and to make them inherit the throne of glory. For the plows of the earth are the Lord's and he has set the world upon them. He will keep the spirit of the saints and the wicked shall, leave, shall be silent in darkness. For by strength shall no man prevail. Amen. The verse of the Lord shall be broken to pieces. Out of heaven shall it turn upon them. The Lord shall judge the ends of the earth, shall give strength unto his king, and exalt the horn of his anointed. Amen. Amen. Now, Jesus Christ in Luke 24 showed us how to read the Bible, showed us how to read the Old Testament. It says, O fools, all hearts, to believe all that the prophets have spoken. Ought not Christ to have suffered this thing and Enter into his glory, says, and beginning at Moses and all the prophets, he expounded, he revealed those things concerning himself. That is, he interpreted the Old Testament in himself. That is, the interpretation of the Old Testament is not in reading it like that, it's in Christ. That is why Jesus Christ was always having a problem. With the Pharisees' reading of the Old Testament. Now, the Pharisees were reading, though, they read the Old, they knew the scriptures, they knew the Torah. 
they could quote it. So the issue was not in, or the issue was not that they were not, they were not reading the Bible. And you guys are not reading. You read, you read. No. The issue was how they were reading. Because there's a way to read. And that way is Christ. Or in Christ. Or through the lenses of Christ. Or through the light of Christ shining on, on the scriptures. Now, in verse 6, when it says, The Lord killeth, and the Lord maketh alive. He bringeth down to the grave, and bringeth up a natural man. Let me that word. A natural man says, Ah, the Lord killeth. God can kill people, mess up, kill you, bury you. That's a natural man. Or a carnal man, that's a spiritual, in quotes. But we who are of the spirit, we who have or who, who are showing ourselves approved, cannot interpret the scripture like that because we know that for us to read the scriptures, we have to read it in the light of Christ. And when I say scriptures, I mean the Old Testament. For us to understand the Old Testament, read it in Christ. So when it says the Lord killeth and the Lord maketh alive, we won't think, uh, okay, the Lord killed so so and so. No. Like, who, did, who, who is this talking about? Okay, Christ said that all oh, the promises are about me. Oh, that means for me to understand this, I need to see it about Christ, concerning Christ. The Lord killed it. Christ died. Mm. Make it alive. He resurrected. Mm. What's the next one? He says, He bring it down to the grave. Mm. Was buried. He bring it up. That will bring it up means ascend. Mm. He ascended. Next verse he says, He make it poor and make it rich. Mm. Paul says that knowing the grace of God, or this is the grace of God, that he became poor so that he might, he might become rich. So he make it poor and make it rich. He's not talking about making people rich and making people poor. He's talking about himself. Come at Christ. Amen. He began to low and lifted up. He's still talking about himself. So he raised up the poor out of the dust. Now he's beginning to talk about the people who are in him. Who are the poor? Us. Who are all was in dust? You see us. He raised up us up out of the dust and lifted up the beggar from the dunghill to set them among princes and to make them inherit the throne of glory. Who are the beggars? Us. We. But this is how we know the call of Christ. That while we are yet sinners, while we are yet beggars, while we are yet poor, Christ died for us. Christ became poor. Why should I become rich? Why should I be seated? Princes. Why should I might inherit the throne of glory? So, the scripture is making more sense, right? It's not all to seem confusing again. Why? Because I have seen it through Christ. See, see next verse. Next verse that makes more sense. It says, He will keep the feet of his saints. Uh uh. Were there saints in quotes in the Old Testament? No, yeah, in a sense. But the, in quotes now, the establishment, let me play that. Of the saints was after the resurrection of Christ. So, saints, don't think saints we're talking about is the prophecy. 
So what are the saints? Us. We. The man in Christ. So don't, 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 don't go outside to start looking for interpretation. No. Read it in Christ. Like some people say, quoting Job, the Lord giveth, during, during burials, the Lord giveth, and the Lord uh, take it, take it. Bless every the name of the Lord. Bless every the name. Quoting Job, I've forgotten in the scriptures. So it's like, God can give you life, God gives you life, God takes life, takes life. But now, that's if you're reading it as a carnal man. But when you go to the scriptures, Jesus Christ says something in John 10 10. He said, no man taketh my life. Something like that. He says, I give it. And I take it back. So when the Bible says, when Job was quoting or prophesying, the Lord give it and Lord take it. We're not talking about another person. We're talking about himself. That he will give his life. And he will take his life back. Should we go there? Let's go there. Let's see if you paraphrasing. Let's go there. Uh, where is it in Job? So please, someone should look for it, please. Job 1 verse 4. Okay. Job 1 verse 1. Okay. Uh-huh. And naked came I out of my mother's womb. And naked shall I return to that. The Lord gave and the Lord had taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. The Lord gave, and the Lord had taken it away. Better be the name of the Lord. Now, let's go to John 10. Let's see how Jesus Christ interprets the scripture. John 10. Verse 18. John 10, 18. Says no man, or let me start for seventeen. Says therefore, though my father love me, because I lay down my life, that I might what, that my what, take it again. John ten seventeen to eighteen. No man taketh it from me, but I lay it down of myself. I have power to lay down. I have power to take it again. This commandment have I received of my father. So when Job was saying that, was obviously prophesying, was not, was not speaking of himself, really. But it was a prophecy about what Christ would do. At ease, he would give his life. And he would take it back because he has the power to take it back. So you see what happens when we read the scriptures in the light of Christ. In the lenses of, or truly lenses of Christ. We are, we are, we are, we make less error in interpretation. Very little error in interpretation. Like we use another example. Um, and Abraham believed God. And it was created for him as, for righteousness. Abraham believed God. And he said, what did he believe? Did he believe there was God? Bible says, James says, demons believe that there is God, and they, they tremble. So, it couldn't have been he believed there was God. But in the epistles, when the spirit of truth, or the spirit of revelation is working, Paul tells us in Galatians 3, what Abraham believed, 
He calls it the gospel. Abraham believed the gospel. So you see how the New Testament has given context to that scripture in Genesis. Because if you're reading it now, without the New Testament, Abraham believed God. Okay, okay, what did he believe? You know, there was no explanation. But in the New Testament, in the epistles especially, it was explained. The epistles is the explanation of the Old Testament. To Joel 2. We read it like that. Ah, I'll pour out my spirit. Hey, the son and daughter shall prophesy. But Peter quoting that scripture again in Acts 2. He says something very important. You read it now, you think that it is God that was pouring out the spirit. But Peter in Acts 2 says it's not God that poured out the spirit. He says it's Jesus Christ that is pouring out the spirit. Jesus Christ is the one point as the Spirit. Ah. How did you come to that conclusion? Because Jesus Christ has showed him how to read the scriptures. Read it in Christ. You see Philip with the Enoch from Ethiopia. Was reading, he took he took the lamb to this theater. I mean, if you're reading that normally without any interpretation from Acts, you think, ah ah. You're talking about goats, you're talking about a physical lamb. What are you talking about? And he asked Philip that question that who is this who is the prophet talking about, really? And Philip, Bible says, and Philip, beginning at that scripture, preached Jesus Christ. That means he revealed Jesus Christ from that scripture. Why? Because he read it through the lenses of Jesus. Why? Because the scriptures are concerning him. Why? Because the scriptures reveal him. We read Ephesians 3. Paul says the revelation of the mystery. And he has written he has written down a few words. So when you read, you might understand. So the epistles were written. Why? So that you might understand. Mental. Understanding is spiritual or mental? It's mental. But Paul, you see the same person that was praying for enlightenment. That means Bible study, reading the Bible is not spirit independent of mind or mind independent of spirit. No. You both work together. The boats work together. When you are reading, you don't you don't drop your mind in your in your room and come to church. That is that is that is, that is being irresponsible. Even unbelievers, the Berean Jews, they're not Christians, though, they're Jews. They they are not believed yet. When Paul preached, unbelievers, they didn't just say ah ah, it's not Paul. Ah ah, word ah, remember remember no. Bible says they searched diligently. And when they searched and saw that it was true, they believed. So when they were searching, they were not, not yet believers. So until they said and saw it, they believed. And that sent me to investigate. They did, they, it was not a spiritual event. 
even though it was by the Spirit, their mind had to comprehend what was happening. Comprehend what they were reading. Comprehend what they heard. So Bible study is there's a mental approach, academic approach to it, as a spiritual approach. We find that most times in the church, everybody's going for the spiritual approach. Then you want to read the Bible, you pray, Father, as I read my Bible today, speak to me, Lord. Speak to me, Lord. Amen. Woo, glory. Then you, you carry your Bible. Bring your Bible. Bring your Bible. Then like, let's say this, let's say this Bible. Like, oh, speak, speak to me, Lord. Speak to me, Lord. Like, now close your eyes. Huh? Romans 14. Z, 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 z. And the Lord said, oh, glory, glory, glory. You spoken to me. Then you come to church on Sunday. So, brethren, I was in the meeting and God spoke to me. This is what he said. And jargons. You will know that it's truly spirit that spoke to the person. A false spirit. There is no present truth. Truth is truth. Present continuous. You know, this is the present truth. The end time is present truth. And not like present truth. Don't deceive yourself. As if there's something like past truth. <laughs> or a future truth. Anybody tell this present truth, run away from the person. Run. Flee. This is for me. This one I'm telling you like this. Now this one is the present truth. Ah. That means tomorrow we can come against ah, there's a new one though. As if truth is is designer clothes. That is that comes season by season. As if truth is, is Samsung that they drop every year. No. Truth is constant. So the Holy Spirit, Bible says in Second Timothy 3. That the Bible is inspired by God. God breathed. Inspired by God. Don't re-inspire it. Amen? Don't re-inspire it. It's already inspired. Just read and understand. Don't try to look for what is, is, is not there. Don't try, don't preach what is not there. In fact, any doctrine that the apostles did not preach is false. Ephesians 2.20 tells us, says we are being built upon by the foundation of the apostles on the, or on the foundation of the apostles and prophets. So, whatever you teach has to already have been taught by them. So, if you are teaching something that they didn't teach, ah, bros, bro, bro, you are a false prophet. <laughs> Just a joke. No, I'm serious, actually. <laughs> false prophet. Why? Because the Holy Spirit has revealed the truth. See, that was their job, in quotes. That was their calling. That was that the work that was that or not the work where they didn't do. That was the work they were given. To do what? To reveal the truth and write it down for us. That was their job. Our own job is not to go and we re- re- reveal it again. Uh-uh. Our own job is to read. Understand, excavates. I like what Boyano said two weeks ago. Wow, so some people cannot, cannot go to London. Small AC, pieces of this. <laughs> oh, the fan. Oh, excuses. Sit <laughs> for me. Hoodie, everything. 
You know some people that are born for Nigeria. <laughs> I'm just a joke. You know, cause a joke. I was just cracking jokes. Canada is calling you. <laughs> Canada is calling. If I, if I dress like this now in Nigeria, well, how are you not dressed in Canada? Eh? You wear gas mask. <laughs> Put on jackets. Two jeans. Amen. What was I? To finish what I mean, peace, what I cost. Peace and some too. So the Bible is already inspired. Don't, ahem, say, Brian said something very, very interesting two weeks ago. Say, Bible studies, not innovation. You do not innovate when you are reading the Bible. You're not trying to, to, to bring out some one new thing that nobody has seen before. Some people feel that Bible is competition. Ah, I must bring out one rema that nobody has heard in this world before. So, so, so when you want to preach, you say, this word, I've never, I've never heard anybody preach it before, as if, as if it's a competition. Bros, if I've not heard anybody preach it before, you are preaching false... <laughs> yeah, what, what betide you? <laughs> you are not heard. You know, you know, you know, it has to be diplomatic. You understand now? You will not say, I'm not, you say, no, you say, I'm not heard. I'm not sure. But I don't think I'm not, I've heard anybody. Well, you know what is best at driving out. You have not heard anybody preaching before. It's false. For what you are explaining yourself, it's very, very, it's a, you, you, so the greets and you go. Or, what, 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 Greet. Uh, he meant to greet them. Say hello. I, I said, see, see, see. Let, let, let me say something very important here now. See, the Bible is very simple. Don't try to complicate it. When Paul said greet, he meant greet. Say hello. How are you? Ah, but Paul said I should greet you. That's what he meant. He didn't mean because those people, those guys were in the, in the church there. So that, that's my thing. You know when some brethren come here and say the church in Canada send their greetings? That's what it meant. Very simple. But Paul, as you want to read it, say, but Paul sends your greetings. Very simple. See, the Bible is very clear. Don't try to say, oh, greets. Could it mean, could it mean greeting? There's another level of greeting. There's a handshake greeting. There's a hugging greeting. There's, there's another level when you get a holy kiss greeting. Ah, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's very simple. It's a grit. Grit is grit. Don't don't try to. I said. But Brian was in. His, he was in. He was. That was Rema. <laughs> when when he dropped that, it's not innovation. Don't try to look for something new. Just stick with the word. Grit. You check the Greek word. Greek word for grit. Oh, it means grit. Ah, okay. It means grit. Don't, don't need to argue. You cannot, you cannot come and say, brethren, you know, anytime you go to other churches, let's try to greet our brethren there. Uh-huh. Am, I, am I preaching something different? No. Why? Because Paul shows us an example that you're meant to greet brethren. You understand? Is that, is that, innov- is that innovative? No. I just excavated from what Paul has written down. He gave me an example that greeting the brethren is the way of life of the saints. You greet. You pay homage, in quote. You get so as I said before, Bible study is not innovation. 
Bible study is not trying to find something new. Bible study is trying to understand what has been written. It has been written so that you understand. It has been written so that you read. And when you read, you understand. And if you don't understand, you read again, and you read again, and you read again, till you understand. And when you understand, you still continue reading. So you understand better. That is Bible study. We are not trying to re-inspire anything. We are not trying to, to, to look for inspiration from heaven. So I had a vision. In the vision, this is, this is explanation of scriptures. See, if you have a vision and someone explains scriptures to you in a vision, when you wake up, read again and understand to see if it's even correct before you start going to preach it. Because sometimes, some visions... It's from, it's from devil. Loki. Some. Not all. Some. That's why we read the words. To understand it. So that our experiences will be shaped. Our visions will be shaped by our understanding of the word of God. But when you understand the word accurately, there are some visions that you stop having. All these visions that you go to heaven and it's like, ah... Sister Tofumi, come, my daughter, come to your house. There's no roof. You have not caught the grass since. It's because of wearing a ring, wearing good chain, because of all those things. That's why your house will not be completed. Your house in heaven. They say, come, 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 let me show you hell. Ah. <laughs> which, which house in heaven? House. So, so something like I have, I have a, me in this life. I know when I go to heaven, I have mansion, mansion in heaven. So in your mind, only one person in ten rooms, ten rooms, one person. So when someone wants to visit you, they're looking for you now. Where is that for me? <laughs> That, 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 that's a canal, canal on that. You understand? How do you think that your mansion, you have a mansion in heaven? Some people do not think that you went to heaven and they say God showed her a house and a house. They built it up, but they've not yet decked it. Ah! <laughs> so there's dangote cement in heaven. Mom was even better safe. I saw some people, they've not built anything. Some people just foundation they've laid. Ha! Wow! Quantity surveyor, <laughs> architects. <laughs> he went to heaven to be looking at land. Those, those, those visions are not born out of the the understanding of the world. When you have, when you have, because you won't be seeing houses. Why? Because the houses are men. You, at the mansion. I'll explain that later. Much later. You are the mansion of God. There's some people that go to hell. In fact, the, the amount of people that have gone to hell, amount of people that have gone to heaven, it's so bad that when people want to do evangelism, you have to preach the gospel. Let's call Sister Tidera. Then Sister Tidera now come. 
Oh, brethren, brethren, repent, repent. On the, on the, on the 21st of July, 30th, I was in a surgery, and in surgery, I died. I mean, I died. You always have to die. And when I died, I went, I saw, I was in a red place like this, red. And I was screaming, ah! and their screams was, I saw some pastors and everything. And I asked them, why are you here? They said, because I wore leggings. That's why I'm here. Ha. Ah. You, I'm going to say, ah, leggings. So leggings can take me to hair fire. If leggings can take me to hair fire, nobody's, nobody's safe there, no. I'm not safe, oh. Ha. Ah. Leggings or earring take me to hell. When Paul says, I says, don't talk. Don't you say all these things will perish with use. So why are you telling people not to touch it? Why are you telling people not to use it? Gold will perish, it ends on earth. Leggings, it ends in the next two months. <laughs> so how can something end in the next two months determine your eternity? Ha ha. Are you with me? That was by the way. So you understand the word of God shapes your experiences shapes your thinking shapes how you have visions and revelations shapes your prophecy you just have prophesying brethren what example can I mean you save brethren uh, if, you, if you don't do this God said he's coming to kill you ah uh-uh. who's as the, as the earth opened up to swallow those guys in Exodus, as they are going home, they also swallow you. So now is the time to repent. Repent. Ah. Uh-uh. I did not say, thus said the Spirit of the Lord. Ha! Ah, that's not the Spirit of the Lord. <laughs> that's not spirit. And it's, it's actually the Spirit of the Lord, but they don't, they don't really understand. You know, because prophecies are usually, they come out from our understanding of the Word of God. That's why it's very important to have an accurate understanding of God. So that you don't misrepresent him. You don't misrepresent him. Amen. Amen. So he said context. So he went to context. So if you may not have context. Right there? Huh? You have a question? Sure, shoot, sir. Hmm? Yeah. Can there be times when you receive a prophecy and say the wrong words? Yes. Have you know? Well, you know. Yeah, so. I don't know what I'm I, I don't know what I'm going to put it. You understand? And you know that. What Jesus Christ said, that example, that example. He said, The devil wants to save to you, but I pray for you. Do you know that there are some people that will come and say, Ah! For Peter, God, God wants to repent. God wants to kill you. Repent. God wants, to, but it's not God. But it's not God. It's the devil. But they present it as this God that wants to do something. So, ah, God is about to bring famine on this land to punish them. But it's the devil. But ah, it's God. Let your will be done, O oh Lord. Ah. Because of the understanding of who God is. So another person that will come and meet Peter and say, Ah, but Peter, huh, what I saw about you, eh? my mouth cannot say it's heavy. 
<laughs> it's very heavy. Ha! Well, Peter, what, what are you doing to God? Why are you offending him? Lord said, I should tell you that if you don't repent, he's about to sift you. Mm. That's that a very, very, you said, Peter, ah, ah, oh Lord. But it's the devil that wants to sift him. So you can see how you understand your, just one word as, as all this point, almost point. That's why sometimes, but my will notice this. That's why sometimes some people give prophecy. But in your heart, because of your understanding of the word, you know that, oh, okay, this, I know why, I know where God was, what God was trying to say. But the way people put it, put it very wrong. But you're able to say, okay, no, this is not it. This is, oh, okay, this is it. You yourself, I'm not gonna meet the person that, okay, no, no. But you already rearranged it in your, your mind, and okay, okay, this is what God is trying to say. You get. So renew your mind. As you renew your mind, you're able to properly so download and properly open open the application. And so uh, I don't know you got But you understand what I mean. When you have done that, you'll be able to open it properly. There won't be error in the something. There won't be redacted page. You know how all this FBI. It was D, black, 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 pencil, and you don't want to understand what's happening. You get so that's why that's why we are here, really, to increase the knowledge of God, so that we can properly, accurately minister to men. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. Tell her to run from that boy because I know it's not very likely. 
So it develops as you get to know more. More. Well, so yeah. The first time I prophesied, Woo! Yeah. And the first time I prophesied, oh my God, it was horrible. N- now, now I know it was horrible. That time, I was like, ah, spirits, move me. I thought I was, I thought I was sons of Zadok or something. Very abstract, wrong. I was, you know, you know, when, when you're in this way, is this Old Testament way of giving the prophecy? <laughs> you understand? And I, the first time, and the other guy said, prophesy. Oh, no, because when he retreats, uh, okay, let's prophesy. That was my first time. Oh, You get prophecy like this. That time I thought, ah! Almost see prophecy. Prophecy makes sense. Deep things. The prophecy is very abstract. It has to be God. I thought, okay, God. <laughs> but now, like last week, I was like, wait, 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 wait. I'm forgotten about the prophecy because yeah, I know you're prophesying to someone. That's how it is. Just like, wait, what prophecy? Now, <laughs> I'll never give voice like that up now. Why? Because I've, I've grown, I've matured. As you continue to prophesy, as you continue to grow, you're able to give more creativity, interpret it exactly how I said it. I'm sure maybe four years before, you wouldn't have given that prophecy like that. You get, but I've been reading the words, I've been studying accurately, not study and seeing murderers and no, no, no. Studying accurately, reading in Christ. It has grown in understanding, grown in knowledge. Amen. Amen. So now, so we went to context. We know what context is. Context is king, context is key. Context is reading the pretext, the text, the post text. Not, don't, not taking anything for granted. Don't, don't, not taking a scripture a verse from a scripture and just applying it universally. Some to send me, some to send me a meme, I'll call it now, picture, like, that the Lord shall provide, oh, yeah, I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me, I can walk, I can do exercise, I can, was that what you're talking about? No. So people are that scripture, use it to put it on basketball shoe, I can play basketball. So, I mean, I like the person, sir. But I can, I, can, I can do, I can play basketball because God stresses me. I can code. Yeah. I can. <laughs> you understand? That scripture, when Paul was giving it, he, had, yeah, he was addressing something. So, within context, is reading, reading in, in the light or in the understanding of what Paul was trying to address and arriving at the same conclusion that he arrived at. My God shall provide. I always say, My God shall provide. I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. What is the all things? He says in the previous verse, I've learned to abase and abound. What is the secret? What is the secret? Christ that strengthens me. What is, what is the all things? Abasing and abounding. Very simple. You understand, talking to me. 
Like that, um, you know John 10, 10, the devil comes to kill, steal, and destroy. Have you now? I we went there, went to John 10, 10. I found out that there was no devil there. She, she's confused. Oh, are you serious? But all your life, I heard, ah, ah. When I, when I say the thief commits, ah, devil. Oh, so, so, ah, I'm not reading the Bible, sorry. And people have read it, read it, interpreted it. It's always devil, it's always devil, it's always devil. So you, sometimes you don't bother to read As, as you're reading itself, you'll be seeing devil. You'll get it, devil. And I, I, I kid you not. That's not when I've read the wrong, wrong thing. I might not go to the scripture. You just, you just, you just read it. It just, it just looks like how you already knew it before. Okay, okay, this is the devil. That's why in Bible study, you need to be very careful, deliberate, word for word. Don't just gloss. You know how your mind can just overlook a word sometimes. You know, some people do memes like all this kind of stuff. We just put blah, 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 blah. And they will tell you that the word is missing. But you will not, you not read it and you understand. It happens too when you read the Bible. That's why you have to be very, very careful. That's why you have to read again and again and again and again. So you don't miss little details. Because once you miss, or once a scripture is misunderstood, a truth is lost. Once a verse is misunderstood, a truth is lost for how long God knows. And you'll be walking in on inaccurate knowledge. Mind you that the worship of God is only as accurate as your knowledge of Him. I take it again. The worship of God is only as accurate as your knowledge of Him. The woman at the well, Rebecca, was she not, were they not worshiping God? Ah, uh-uh. they were worshiping God. Yes, now in the temple. In the mountain, and just guys, what you guys are doing, you know it. Father, looking for who worshiping in spirit and truth. So, though they are worshiping God, they are worshiping in error. Why? Because their knowledge was faulty. So, you know about zeal. Zeal is good, but zeal without knowledge is horrible. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Project Lighthouse podcast. We hope you've been thoroughly blessed by it and your faith has been stirred up. We encourage you to go over this teaching repeatedly for clarity and better understanding. However, if there are still areas of uncertainty, kindly send your questions to the contact link in the show notes. This podcast was recorded at our local church in Keitu, Lagos, Nigeria. If you'd like to join us at these meetings, kindly check the show notes for more information. Finally, please subscribe to this podcast to receive notifications of new episodes so that we may grow this community of believers. See you next time.